Welcome to Season 3 of the Baby Names Podcast, naming the world one baby at a time. Here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of BabyNames.com. And we're sisters too. We are, and we used to do little recordings just like this all the way back in 1972. Although there was shush, there was nobody out there to listen to us. So, <laughs> so we're grateful that you guys are out there and that we can actually do this. Yes, thank you for listening to us, our faithful fans. Yes, and our first segment is interesting names we found since the last episode, and I found one on Facebook. One of my friends has a son named Dewey, but what I didn't know was that it was a nickname for Dwight. Now, we have a nephew named Dwight, Kate's son, who goes by Ike, like the U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower and Ike's own father before him. Thinking about it, though, Dewey and Dwight have the same DW elements, and that makes more sense than Ike. I just had never heard that before. Well, Jennifer Ike was based on Eisenhower, not Dwight. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. That confuses a lot of people. Anyway, well, we know I like sports, and I've been watching the NFL Draft Combine because I'm a dork. I saw a lot of interesting names, though. The ones that I liked the most were Quez, Q-U-E-Z, or Quez, Tua, T-U-A, or Tua, Jalen, J-A-L-E-N, and Kendrick, like Kendrick Lamar. Are you sure it's not Q's? I don't know. Q-U-E-Z? Q-U-E-Z. Yeah, I like it, actually. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, No, I think it would be like Quez. Quez. There was a different spelling for Benjamin, which was B-E-N-J-I-M-I-N. And I also saw a Bryson, B-R-Y-C-E-N. Although I'm not a fan of Bryson, I know that a lot of our viewers might like it. I think it's a great alternative to Bryce. Although I like Bryce, too. Yeah, it's all right. Our topic of the week is choosing a baby name, the process, pitfalls, and pain points. And boy, are there. We discussed on our ongoing baby name survey, even had a whole episode about it, that one thing that was so interesting was this question. How difficult was it to choose a baby name? Yeah, you'd think it'd be a bell curve. Some say easy, some say really hard, and most in the middle. Right. And we have over 140,000 responses. And there was a scale from 1 to 10 where 10 was very difficult. And a majority of the respondents chose 10. Hmm. So I asked our community, what were those challenges? And most of them said, my partner didn't like the names I liked, or vice versa. Now, Mal, did you remember the process with Veronica? Did you and Nick agree right away? No, no, we didn't. I essentially made several short lists from pouring through baby names books. Then Nick, Veronica's dad, vetoed almost every single one. Mm-hmm. Finally, we got to the name Veronica, and he loved it, and so did I. I also liked Bianca even more, but Nick hated it, and so did Mom. <laughs> so we agreed on Veronica, and now she goes as Ronnie, nothing either of us expected. I still call her Veronica, though. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of those uh, issues. 
Well, with me, Andy and I were only dating at the time. And being a names person, I asked what his mother's maiden name was. And when he said Miranda, I was immediately like, I love that name. That's going to be the name of our baby if we get married, if we have a baby, and if it's a girl. And he's like, all right. Like, was that like your second person? date? <laughs> Somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at me like, oh, my God, who is this person? But it all came true. Mm-hmm. And because it was obviously approved by his mother, he was automatically good with it. And then, of course, we had to use Margaret for my mama, our mama, or she would have been really pissed. (laughs) I wanted to honor her anyway. So there wasn't really any contention on either side. Um, I do remember when bringing up boys' names that Andy was super adamant about it being, quote, normal and not teasable. Well, what is teasable anyway? I mean, I know we've had episodes about that. Yep. Um, But anyway, so let's talk about how to help parents who are having trouble agreeing. The first pitfall that many couples fall into is what we call the veto pit. Which you just talked about. (laughs) That's where one parent comes up with names and the other one says yes or no. First of all, there is an imbalance of power in this process. One person is doing all the work while the other just sits on their throne saying, I do not approve. Or maybe. It rarely works. Right. It rarely works. And if this sounds like you, then you have to modify your process. First, both parents should keep lists of names that they like. And we'll talk about where to find name inspiration in a bit. They can do this separately. Keep your own list and whittle it down to about 10 that you absolutely like or would consider. And don't even think about middle names yet. How come? Well, because most people are addressed by their first and last names. The middle name is only used when you get married or signing legal documents. And we'll do that middle name episode soon, I promise. Okay, so we're just thinking of first names now and each partner has a list. Then what? Then set aside a block of time to what we call name storm, where you actually sit down with no distractions and talk baby names. Now, this is one of the most important decisions you can make for your child, and it will outlast their crib, their stroller, their pediatrician, and even their preschool. And look how much time parents take in choosing those. So think about that and put an equal amount of time and thought into their name. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when the two parents are name storming, we recommend you start with your absolute no list. These are names you absolutely won't use, like names of an ex or names with which you have a bad association. Just get those out of the way. Yeah. And another tip is to have babynames.com up on a screen, any screen, while you're name storming so you can search meanings, popularity, and related names. That's a great idea. So when you do come together, make sure you listen to your partner and don't do what I do and just go blech. (laughs) The The name might have a special meaning to them. Ask the reason why they chose the name, even if it's just that they thought it sounded good. Maybe make a rule that you each get to veto three names on the other's list. Like in voir dire and jury selection, each attorney gets a certain number of peremptory challenges, people they can dismiss without a reason. Remember, names are emotional, and you identify them with important people in your life. Even if you absolutely hate a name, try saying something like, yeah, that's not my favorite, or 
Not really a name I see on our child. Now, if it's a name of someone like an ex, which automatically gets an outright veto, then be honest and say so. Or if you don't want to go there, just say, "Mm, bad association with that name, so it's a no from me. Yeah, it could be someone who teased you as a child and you just don't want to make that association. Yeah. Although our whole brand is called Baby Names, remember you're not just naming a baby, you're also naming an adult. Keep that in mind when choosing and discussing names. Think about how the child will live with the name throughout their lives, not just how it appeals to you. Right. Our biggest piece of advice in choosing a baby name is see it from your child's perspective. How will they live with it? Will it grow with them? Are they going to have to spell it or pronounce it for people their whole lives? Does it rhyme with anything embarrassing? I say Google it, too. You might not be aware of a public association that's out there like porn stars or oligarchs. Porn stars and oligarchs. That's my next band name. Ha ha. The next thing to consider is the popularity of a name and how fast it's rising on the charts. Everyone thought the name Liam was so unique five or six years ago, but I saw that it was rising fast. Usually names that rise fast on the charts hit the top 10 because of momentum. Now Liam is the number one name. This is so common because chances are wherever you heard that name, whether it was from a celebrity or a book or TV show, Others heard it too, and they're thinking the same thing. Oh, that's so unique. On our popularity charts, we have symbols indicating if a name has gone up or down in popularity since the last year, and if it's a red arrow, it means it's jumped more than 10 places. So use that. That's a good indicator. And if you're in the U.S., check the Social Security birth names list. You can input a name and see a chart of actual babies born with that name in the U.S. Isn't there also a site that you can check to see if other people have your same name, such as Mallory Moss? Yeah, it's howmanyofme.com, but it's only the United States, and I think they're pretty low. Like underestimating? Yeah, they say there are only 433 Jennifer Mosses and only five Mallory Mosses. Well, we are pretty unique. (laughs) So another thing couples decide early on is if they want to know the gender of the baby. Depending on that, you will discuss whether you want the name to be gender specific or gender neutral. If you do know the gender, then you can cut your list in half. If you don't, you've got more work to do. Yeah, and of course, with multiples, you have to choose multiple names. Now, another pitfall in baby naming is letting too many people weigh in on the names that you're considering. Getting too much input can confuse you. You know what they say, it only takes two other people to disagree with you to make you doubt a decision. Exactly. And remember, the choice is really up to you and your partner, if there is one. Keep the outside input to a minimum. I know it's an exciting time, but sharing your name choices with everyone might not be a good idea. Everyone's going to have their own personal name associations and preferences. If someone hates your name choice, it doesn't mean it's a terrible name. It's just that they don't like it. 
And also, people feel more free about criticizing your name choice before the baby is born. But once the name belongs to your beautiful child, no one is going to tell you they hate it. Well, I hope not. <laughs> if they do, they're evil. I mean, unless you choose something stupid like Birdie. But honestly, oh. even if I don't love a name, if someone tells me they've named their baby something that's not my personal preference, I'm not going to diss it. I'll be like, she's beautiful. Or I'll say, that's an interesting name. How did you come up with it? Yeah, that's a good one, too. One thing you can do if you want to bounce the names off of someone is to go to our message boards. There's a forum specifically called Need Name Advice, and we have hundreds of members who love names and are waiting to help you and give suggestions. They won't have a vested interest in naming the baby after Aunt Harriet or Grandpa Horatio. True. Just log in and go to babynames.com slash boards. It's free. So what about naming after someone in the family? You had it easy, but sometimes that can be a point of contention. First of all, determine whether it's really something you and your partner want, or are you getting pressure from the family? Like that expecting mom who wrote us and said she was getting pressure from the family to continue the generational name of the dad so her baby would be the fifth. The problem was she didn't like the name. So make sure when it comes down to it, the only opinions that matter are the baby's parents, because ultimately it's your choice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about those generational suffixes while we're on the subject. We get a lot of emails asking what makes a junior, second, third, etc. And this is the rule, folks. Generational suffixes are added when a child is named exactly the same name as another in the close immediate family. So, for example, if James Allen Williams had a baby and they named him James Allen Williams, it would be a junior. If it was James Francis Williams, a different middle name, no suffix is added. The entire name has to be the same, first, middle, and last. And junior only becomes a second when there's a third. He or she stays their junior until there's a third member of the family with the same exact name. And it doesn't necessarily have to be named after a parent, but someone in the close immediate family. Yeah, I didn't know that until I looked it up. I think mom told me that, that it could be an uncle or a grandfather. So I hope that clears that up. Okay, so speaking of family, here's another big pitfall, name sniping. Name sniping is when someone close to you decides that they're going to use the name that you have already chosen for your baby. And it's particularly egregious when it's a sibling, but also happens between friends. And in one case, when someone wrote us, remember, it was a woman in her yoga class. I remember that wench. <laughs> and because your baby name is such an emotional and important choice, it can actually be very hurtful if someone snipes it from you. Yeah, but technically you can't copyright a name. But there is such a thing as name etiquette, though. Yeah, definitely. If two siblings are expecting at the same time, it's pretty nasty to take the same name from the other. That is, if it were public. If you both land on the same name by accident, well, you're going to have to work it out. So, Mal, how would you recommend approaching this subject as a professional? It's very complicated. People take baby naming very seriously. And when someone feels sniped, they can get very angry. I mean, people cannot talk to each other for years over this. 
Now, if it is just the case of the yoga class, who cares? But if it's your sister taking the name for her child before you can use it, that's pretty crass. I say have a little tact and go find your own name. There's enough of them out there. Seriously. I think, again, you have to see it from the children's perspective. Take the case of the yoga class or a friend. How often will the children themselves interact? Will they be going to the same school? Will they live in the same neighborhood? It also depends on how unique the name is, too. I mean, you can't blame a friend for choosing Emma if you're going to use Emma. But if it's something more uncommon, like Emma Rick, that will stand out if they're going to be in the same social circle or school or family. Definitely. So finally, we'll tackle the second most difficult part of finding a baby name, finding one you like. You might not know where to start, but we have some tips. First, I have to interject. This is the time to buy the Baby Names Workbook, as it has places to write down people, places, and characters which have inspired you throughout your life. It is also a great tool for both parents to keep track of the names they like and work together to whittle it down to your favorite names. Yes, and I recommend you buy a copy for each parent so they both come to the table with names. It's small enough so you can keep it in your handbag and carry it with you wherever you go. Thanks, Mel. Sure. So some names that might inspire you are from your favorite authors, teachers, mentors, or icons you admire. Characters and celebs are always good for inspiration, but be careful of living celebrities. They still have time to screw up. Yeah, like what if you named a kid Cosby after Bill and then wah, wah. I guess even characters can have a turn of events, too. Like, say, Khaleesi. No spoilers. Just gonna leave it right there. Another thing we've mentioned before is researching your family history. Write down interesting first and last names from your family tree. Once you have some names, go to babynames.com and look them up. There's a section on the name pages that us techies call the collaborative filter. And you see it as people who like this name also like. So that will give you some more suggestions. And don't forget places. Do you have fond memories of your hometown or a great place where you and your partner traveled? Place names have been used as given names and surnames for hundreds of years. Yeah, I would consider Evan for Evanston. Sure. You can name your child after something and also be subtle about it. One couple named their son Ellis Hugh after the university where they met, Louisiana State University, LSU. Wah, wah, wah. You could also make a name out of a date, like June 11 Smith or Avril Twa. That would be cute. We have an episode on temporal names. Go listen to that. Avril Twa, April 3rd. <laughs> yes. Augie 5. Actually, listen to all the episodes of our podcast for name inspiration. There's so much name content and they make a great binge. They do. And finally, when you have narrowed it down to a couple of names, try our name tests. First is the introduction test. So say it aloud and say, hi, my name is Avril Twa. How are you? Or actually, you would do it with the first and last name. Hi, my name is Avril Moss. How are you? See how it sounds aloud into each other. Second is the kid test. Ask a kid you know what they think of the name. If it's teasable, they'll come up with something and tease it right away. I guess you have to ask a bully. <laughs> Not necessarily. 
But a kid who has an opinion somewhere between 8 and 10. Third is the Google test. You have to Google that name and make sure it doesn't come up with scary stuff. And then fourth is our coffee shop test, where you go into a coffee shop, and when they ask you the name, use the name you're considering and see if they can spell it and pronounce it. Like we said, the easiest way to keep track of your baby naming process is by using the Baby Names Workbook, available on Amazon for only $9.99. Get one for each parent so you both can actively participate. And because it's a workbook that you have to fill out, it's not available on digital, only print. Good luck, everyone. Let us know if you have a pain point or pitfall in your baby naming process, and we will try to help. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Brooklyn Nine-Nine star Melissa Fumero and husband David have announced the arrival of their second child, a boy named Axel. Axel is a Scandinavian name that means my father is peace. Axel is number 65 on the babynames.com charts and rising fast, you guys. For all you people who think it's so unique... Anyway, Axel joins three-year-old big brother Enzo. Actor Chris Noth from Law and & Order and Mr. Big in Sex and the City has welcomed his second child with his wife, Tara Wilson. They named the baby boy Keats. Hey, my friend Allison has a Keats, named after the writer. Cool. Chris and Tara have one older son, Orion, who's 12. I think we mentioned Orion in our Names from Space episode. Names from space. Say it like that. Names from space. Actress Laura Prepon, best known for her roles on that 70s show in Orange is the New Black, gave birth to her second child with husband Ben Foster. It's a boy, but no name has been revealed yet. Little baby Prepon Foster will join older sister Ella, born in 2017 and stay tuned we'll announce the baby name in our celebrity baby blog when it's released jennifer i'm gonna ask you a question as an aside why do you think celebrities hide their baby names i think it has to do with privacy and security okay because and i looked it up in laura prepon for her first child ella she didn't divulge the name for like six to eight months afterwards wow i mean i understand if you're gonna name your baby something wacko you know, like... Yeah, I think it's know. just a privacy thing. Yeah. Anyway, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson ugh, announced that he and his girlfriend, Carrie Simmons, are engaged and expecting a baby. The couple have been living together at 10 Downing Street since July. Since their cohabitation, they have adopted a pup together named Dylan. D-I-L-Y-N. Boris has four grown-up children with his second wife, Marina Wheeler, Laura Latisse, Cassia or Kasha Peaches, Theodore Apollo, and Milo Arthur. He even has an 11-year-old daughter, Stephanie, a love child with art consultant Helen McIntyre. Love child? Do people really say love child, Jennifer? How about how about just a child? I was mimicking the British tabloids. Oh, okay. We're babynames.com. We're not Love the British tabloids. Love child. Cassia Peaches, huh? Okay. Kind of like Cassius. Oh, maybe Cassia? Yeah. I think it's Cassia. I don't know. Like Cassiopeia. Maybe yeah, maybe it's Cassia. Cassia Peaches. 
<laughs> Sounds like canna peaches. Canna peaches. I want to name a baby canna peaches. <laughs> anyway, the news was slow this week, so I'm going to perpetuate a rumor. Some tabloids think Meghan Markle is expecting again. Ooh. Royal followers pointed out that the Duchess likes to rewear her clothes. Good for her. She's often seen repeating outfits in an attempt to share the importance of slow fashion. And so recently, she's been spotted rewearing some of her maternity clothes. Ooh. IDK sounds like a sign to me. She's also been photographed with her hand on her belly at some recent events. Not a definite sign, but a protective move when you are prego. So we'll be on the lookout and we'll keep you all posted. Yeah, sometimes I just put my hand on my belly when I'm full. <laughs> And now it's time where we take questions from you, our listeners. There are a couple in the queue, and thanks everyone for being so patient. We do receive a lot of letters, and we try to slate each one of them for a show. So, dear Jennifer and Mallory, I am blessed with two amazing children, a boy and a girl. When it came time to name our firstborn son, there was hardly any hesitation because my husband and I knew the name we wanted. Five months after our son was born, we got pregnant again, this time with a girl. My husband and I struggled for a long time with naming her and could never agree. My list included Isabel, Sienna, Emmeline, Evangeline, Olivia, Chloe, Noel, Lucia, Lucienne, and Scarlett. My husband did not like any of these names except for Lucia, and his personal favorite was Mariam, M-A-R-I-A-M, which I did not like. We ended up going with Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E, but later changed the spelling to Isabel with one L and no E before her first birthday. Hmm. One of the other reasons we changed it is because I thought about how the name would grow with her. A few years later, I find myself having baby name regret. I'm not sure why I still struggle with this. Although I love the name Isabel and it is a gorgeous, sweet, classic, and elegant name, I hate that it's common and doesn't seem very special. What's worse is that my husband doesn't particularly love the name Isabel and is just okay about it. I am mad at myself for not giving her name more consideration, even though I agonized about it since I found out about the pregnancy. I know I'm being neurotic about this, but I just wanted to tell someone so I could put it out there. Changing her name at this point is simply not an option. I would look completely crazy to all of our family and friends, especially since our little Izzy has started saying her name. At the end of the day, I know I went with a beautiful classic name, but I guess it felt like something was taken away from me when some of the names I absolutely loved more were not an option. I guess I was just writing to ask your thoughts on this whole thing and to get it out of my head. Thank you for giving me the space to share this. Allie. Wow, that's a lot to unpack. And I'm glad you felt comfortable sharing it with us. I totally agree that it's too late to change her name. And I'm going to put on my Grandma Maggie hat for this one. Grandma Maggie was our mother who wrote a longtime parenting and child care column on our site. You can still view many of the letters on our blogs. I remember she got a letter very similar to this one, and we discussed it. So aside from the reaction of friends and family, changing her name would be detrimental to your daughter as well. Mm -hmm. Isabel's name is already tied to her identity and self-worth. And if you change it, she'll think she's doing something wrong or that you're rejecting a part of her. 
Secondly, Grandma Maggie would ask if it's really the name you regret or if there's something else going on. That was one of her favorite phrases. Is there something else going on? Did you have postpartum depression with Isabel? Was having a baby so close to the first one difficult for you? Maybe you should seek out a counselor or therapist to work through the issue. If it's still so important to you, you need to resolve it. You know, I know that we are naming professionals, but it is my opinion that after the baby is born and named, it is the baby that is special and sweet, not only the name. Mm -hmm. Sit back and relax that your Izzy is your Izzy. It's a beautiful name for a beautiful girl, and that's all there is to it. Okay. Here's the second question. Hello, I've been loving your podcast. I just stumbled on it recently as I am pregnant and due in June. However, I love names and I even did a 10-page research project in school over the psychology of names. My struggle currently is that our last name is Tag, T-A-G-U-E. It's pronounced like Tag, and I feel that limits our choices. My favorite name is Claire, but I've been told by many that Claire Tag reminds them of a clearance tag. My second favorite name is Eliza. I don't know if it fits either, especially after hearing your past episode on Name Rhythm. Help this poor mama out. Sincerely, Sarah Tag. Well, I personally love both names. I don't think Claire Tag sounds like Clarence Tag, and it would be just fine. However, Claire and Tag are both one-syllable names, so it doesn't flow as nicely as Eliza Tag, which has that triplet rhythm and feels more musical to me. So how about using both, like Eliza Claire? Plus, I'd love to read your paper if you feel comfortable sharing it with me. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, I think the name Eliza Tag sounds great. I don't think there's much of a problem with the last name, although I'm sure everyone mispronounces it. I also have a friend, Lisa, E-L-I-S-A, which I find pretty, both the name and the woman. For once in my life, I agree with Jennifer. Go with Eliza Claire Tag. I think it sounds great, and you know how picky I can be. Cool. Hey, guys, if you have a question on names or naming, email us at podcast at babynames.com, or you can call our message line at 702-848-5510. That's 702-848-5510. And tune in next time, in fact, on St. Patrick's Day, so I bet you can guess what we're talking about. Irish names. Yes, that'll be a fun one. Take care, everyone. Wash your hands and stay healthy. Have a great one and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Love you, Jen, and love our big sister, Sue. And our babies, Veronica and Miranda. Love you too, Mel. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.